Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. And this is episode 40 of the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. Pretty Ooh. crazy. 40 episodes. Uh, Devin, what do you got for us today? Um, some context for this quote because it wouldn't make it. I would make sense without it, but you got to kind of know. Um, right. This is Matthew McConaughey talking about his beloved city of Austin. Okay. Nobody's too good, and everybody's good enough. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just, I love that. I love when people talk highly of their hometowns, I think. Right, yeah. Even if I, I've I've been to Texas just once going through, but I've never been to Austin. And I I just, when someone says something like that, you get like, I mean, that's McConaughey too. He has all those type of things. He yeah. comes up with all those like little <laughs> wisdom pieces. But uh nobody's n- too good. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. good enough. That's it's such yeah, a enough. nice when you think of that, you're like, man, that's a sounds like a great place to live. No one's too fancy or hoardy toity. And every everybody's good enough. I, I really like that. Yeah, I like that too. That's really nice. It's like uh yeah, it kinda warms you it. it like warms <laughs> you. You know, like, oh, Oh, that does make sense, you know. Because yeah. everywhere you go, you get a full range of people. So, you know, and obviously everywhere you go and you meet, you know, make you make judgments on people all the time. And but I think yeah, to have someone who's from a place to speak about a place, um, that is kind of nice. It reminds me of um, when I was in grad school in New Hampshire. One of the students that was in the grad year with me, Alan Rushing, uh, who's another artist, and oh, maybe I'll. I'll have to shout him out. I'll put his name in the uh, his Instagram in the um, <clears throat> in the show notes. But uh, he's an, another painter, and um, he and I. So I we we are from Baltimore, but he was not from Baltimore. But he had gone to MICA, which is the Maryland Institute College of Art, uh, for uh, his post bac. I think it was um, and post uh, what post bac post baccalaureate, which is like between wow. undergrad and grad school. So it's kind of like he's he was a little bit older. He's he was in his early forties when he went to Micah, and then you know early to mid forties when he's in grad school with me. Um, but he, he did his post box study at Micah post baccalaureate, and then he went to grad school at University of New Hampshire, where I went. Gotcha. Um, and he reiterated the fact one of the things that I love about Baltimore, and one of Baltimore's uh, kind of um, nicknames is Charm City, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I think the world sees Baltimore through the lens of like the wire and the riots 
right. and the murders. And, you know, I think you could say that about any any big city, but, you know, like Detroit things. But, um, right. but he, he kind of reiterated, he's not from Baltimore, he's from the West Coast, he's lived all over the place. And he did reiterate that Baltimore had a charm that no other place had had the same way Baltimore had. Mm. It's like the little the little different neighborhoods were pretty specific and, you know, the Inner Harbor and the teams and the, you know, the different like cultures and stuff and around. He said it, there was something really, really interesting about uh, Baltimore. And so it was cool to hear someone else who wasn't from there kind of back me up on my also claim. I love the fact that it's called Charm City because it is it has a charm to it, you know, that I've, I haven't found as much in, in other cities. And I haven't spent a ton of time in other cities, but. You know, I like Charm City. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those places. It's kind of the perfect size. I mean, right. Obviously, any city or town over a million people, it it, it gets uh, obviously there's good and bad everywhere, but right. Um, it's kind of the perfect size where it's not too big, and almost everyone can kind of give you directions to one side of town or the other. Right. Yeah. And you know, ten minutes drive, you're you're all the way on the other side. So it's right. Yeah, but I don't know. I love that. I, I was yeah. listening to someone quoting him. So now I'm quoting someone quoting Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea. I, I like that. And he's gone. I think he might run for whatever Congress or something down there or, or mayor or something. But he, yeah. I think he even came out with like a list of things. Like you kind of, we want everyone to come since everyone's rushing there now. Yeah. Right. But he's, <laughs> he's saying you have to, these are things you kind of have to do. You have to be in this mindset, and I think that's a, a great mindset to have. Yeah. You're not better than anyone, but come on in. We'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah. And we, we appreciate you, like right off the bat, which is a it's a nice yeah. thing. Nobody's too good. Everybody's good enough. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's very comforting. <laughs> You're like, I want to go to a place like that. Yeah. You know, people are just, you know, that, I guess, embodies that, like, acceptance. You know, they're just, they're willing to accept you. Because nobody feels like they're way above you and nobody feels like they're way below you. You know, right. everyone is just people. We're all right. like together. We're all like living the same life and doing, having the same struggles and, you know, trying to get by and do the best for ourselves and our families. And Yeah. And that's, and that's a, you know, you can say that's a Southern thing in the U.S. Kind of that hospitality part. Um, yeah. Slow things down. Um, try to be nicer to people. But also, Austin has that good mix of art and Texas. Yeah, music, yeah. <laughs> music, art, and Texas. You know, so they have, like, yeah, they have, they've got it all. There's such a, a, a cool, yeah, I, uh, I'd i like to go. So hopefully one day we'll head down there. Yeah, That'd be great. Right on. Yeah. We're not moving the art of craftsmanship to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like, I found this cool house, and, you know, it's got two sides to it. <laughs> <laughs> going to Austin no it's, not, it's we don't need that scene to uh yeah, right. shoot videos from a basement <laughs> right yeah or an outside smithy hey hey <laughs> <laughs> oh man i've been loving it though i've been loving like I, I i set up the lights which i posted on instagram i guess that's something that i did since last week i was thinking about things that i did this week um and i i was like i haven't really done anything <laughs> right Outside of, you know, living my life and working and, you know, being a parent and a father, um, and, you know, <laughs> and, a, and a husband, you know. Right. But um, other than that, <laughs> like, I've, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I got all the lights, went to Harbor Freight, I think on Sunday and picked up two strings of the hanging light bulbs and then two clamp lamps. 
and um, yeah. and strung it all up. And I have uh, the end of the string of lights is right in the middle, the front middle of the of the roof, or you know the inside, the ceiling of the smithy. And so I put a three way plug on the end of it, and so I plugged in those two clamp lights to that, and they're so they're 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 on six foot you know extension, so they're able to both go to the two front corners. Yeah. And basically from that position, we can move them anywhere around. Those two can go in any, you know, any direction. So we'll yeah. be able to light that space really well. Yeah, it's it's plenty of light. Now. It, yeah. it looks it looks great. Yeah, it's going to be cool. And that also leaves me with one additional uh, plug there, too. So if, you know, we're grinding or something, I'll have that plug overhead. So maybe I'll run maybe I'll run an extension or something from it and put it down on the side or something. But, yeah, yeah it's cool. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I – uh... I wanted to do a, a quick little rant before we get into our stuff right. that, that has nothing to do with anything. Oh, fun. Other, th- other than <laughs> I'm driving to work today and I'm listening to a podcast and the person says, you have to watch this show. And I, I don't even remember what show it was because I was so mad after they did it. Or maybe it was a movie. <laughs> you have to watch this and they're explaining how great it is. I'm, I'm like into it. I'm like, yeah, that, that does sound good. And then he says, it's got such a good twist. Then it's ruined for me. You're oh, giving if right. if you if you come to me and you say you have to watch this, and then you say it's got such a great twist. Now all I'm You've ruined it's, it. Yeah, it, it's I, if I know it's coming, it's not a twist. Right. That's like someone saying, "Hey, we're gonna have a surprise for you, like a surprise party for you today." Right. And then yeah, and it's like, it, well, then then they're like, well, you don't really know what the surprise is or where it is, but, but I know it's coming. Right. <laughs> So I expect it. Oh, man. Oh, it, it's got such a good twist. Like, ah, you, you, you've ruined it for me now. So now I'm right. waiting for the twist. And if you're waiting for the twist, it doesn't do what a twist should do. <laughs> a twist should come out of nowhere and surprise you and, and make a movie better. Not waiting for it. Like like Sixth <laughs> Sense or something where you're waiting for the twist. Like, ah. Right. Yeah, and that's actually like with uh, with M. Night Shyamalan movies, you have that you kind of expect there to be a twist because that's kind of what they all have. Yeah. So that's different, right? That you go into it knowing it. Like yeah. you know, okay, it's going to have a twist. And then you're then it's kind of a game. Can but I it, figure out yeah. what the twist but it, is? But it, but if it's just some show, I think it was maybe like a some drug mafia show or whatever. You say, right. "Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's got this, this, and this. And it's got a great twist at the end." I'm like, "I'm not going to watch it now." <laughs> You've ruined it for me. Thanks for nothing. I'm just waiting for a twist Asshole. every corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um uh, Yeah, guy. Uh well I was gonna say, um uh the 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 terrible thing you had to go through this week and I was looking I was thinking of some dog quotes and they're but oh, yeah. when you when you look at dog quotes, they're all either corny or or so obvious right but which is such a um um what's the word i guess it's it's such a a great things to say about dogs that everyone knows how great they are right like you doing a quote about how great a dog is or how much we love dogs is so obvious Right, yeah. <laughs> that it's like, and that's such a a compliment to everyone's dogs, right? And it, I mean, it's like obvious that it's man's best friend. They're obvious that we all love them. That we, right? That the dog would do anything for you. Anyone who's had a dog knows that. So I was like, I'm not going to do a dog quote. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, you know, like like you said, it, it is obvious, and you know, the majority of the world, I mean, you know, dogs are man's oldest companions, right? You know, like as far back, you know, they were the first kind of domesticated animal, I think. Um, and yeah, so right, exactly. It's you know, everyone knows that. Um, and if you guys, I think most of you follow along on Instagram, if you're listening. And so you have seen that I posted that our, our dog, Sadie, who also, if you follow the videos, um, on YouTube, well, you know that she is in a lot of our videos has been in tons of videos more than anyone else other than myself (laughs) (laughs) that she, uh, she passed away on Monday or, uh, Tuesday. Um, we woke, uh, she was kind of weird and disconcerted, uh, Monday night. And she couldn't settle down and then uh, kind of woke us up over the night kind of howling. And then in the morning, um, same thing, was doing the same thing. And kind of we knew that she was getting close to the end. She was an old dog. She was almost 15, uh, I guess 14 and a half. Mm. And, um, and it hurt her back a couple months ago, maybe six months ago or so, slipped in, in our kitchen and, and pinched a nerve in her back. And so we took her to the doctor, doctor then. And uh, since then, she hasn't been able to walk all that well. She can get around fine, but she would slip and fall and – so she, we knew she was kind of on her way out. And so fortunately, uh, it, we, we called the vet and to let them know we were, we needed to bring her in, um, to put her down. We could tell by that point, that was about eight o'clock in the morning. Um, they didn't have an appointment until 11 o'clock. And you know, what am I going to say? I'm going to argue with them being like, you know, what do you mean you don't have an appointment? I was just like, that's, I did say, I was like, is that really the earliest you have? And it's three hours from now. Right. Um, and it was, so she was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And at that point, you know, Sadie had been, she was kind of crying in pain every 30 seconds or so. And it was, it was pretty tough. It was, it was, uh, it was a rough couple hours, but, um, fortunately for us, because it had happened kind of early in the morning, I stayed home from work. My wife stayed home from work and we kept our daughter Corinne home from school or, you know, we told her she didn't have to do virtual learning, you know, just so we could all be with her in the morning. And then, um, at 10 o'clock she passed and maybe for about the last half an hour, she wasn't really crying in pain. She was just kind of slowly fading. We could tell like she wasn't really looking out of her eyes. They were kind of twitching and, um, and then she, she passed at 10 o'clock. So we didn't actually have to take her to the vet and have her put down, which is a blessing because yeah, this way we were able to be with her in our house. She was comfortable in her bed. We were all there. We were petting her the whole time and talking to her and we were able to grieve there together because right. my wife, Nicole, she had already said, like, I don't think I can go into the room. I don't think I can go into the vet while we put her down, you know. So it was already going to be me going in and taking her in. And then, you know, my wife and daughter would have had to say goodbye beforehand. So this way it was, like, much better. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so it was tough. That was a tough day. But, you know, like I said, we, we took off and we – um. We took her out and we went and buried her out in the woods behind our place where like a place that we'd walk, we'd walk with her all the time. So it was really nice and did like a nice stone thing on top of it. And we got these two nice stones, one that my daughter found that was kind of near where we dug the hole. And then there was another one that actually came out of the hole. Um, one that's a little bit larger, one's a little smaller one. We're going to carve just an S into it for her name. And we'll keep that one here in the house. And then the other one, we're actually going to carve her full name on it and then put that one out, um, just on top of the on top of the like where her grave is so it'd be nice that is nice yeah so it was tough but you know like i said it wasn't um i mean up until you know all weekend and you know up until basically monday night she was fine in the way that you know an old dog can be fine 
slow right. and ambling. She wasn't in pain. You know, she right. was just kind of normal. And and then, uh, yeah, it wasn't, you know, from about 5.30 to 10. So it was only a couple hours that she was uh, in, you know, in a, in a sense of distress before she passed. So, yeah, yeah that was tough. Yeah, no, she's a great dog. Um, I, I mean, we all, I mean, you don't know, we live together, or some do, but we lived together for, was it, how long was it, two years? Uh, after, yeah. you know, obviously after our- Right, yeah, this was, our, yeah, in 2011 to 13. This yeah. was after you had moved away and moved back, and we lived together for a couple of years, but I got to live with Sadie, yeah. and of course, when you live with the dog, it kind of becomes a little part of yours for a bit. Right, And yeah. it's just- yeah, she's such a sweet dog, and um, yeah, she'll be missed. I'm glad we got to all kind of be around her, and I, I'm glad yeah. because the week before we all got to, I mean, we are shooting outside, which we never really do. We never, I mean, we don't never do, but mo- we don't almost, do, yeah. almost everything's in your shop, so right. Yeah. I mean, Sadie always wants to be outside like any, any most dogs, so she yeah. got to be <laughs> outside most of the time watching <laughs> us, just sitting, enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I got a whole bunch of shots of her and, uh, it was just really nice to be around her and you could see just her in the back, you know, just loving it. Like dogs do, they're sitting there and taking it all in and yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Cause we had, you know, different people come over like the Sean came over and Brian and Liz came over and our dad was there helping the whole time. And then like the greens, our friend Brian and Liz, their kids have been over. So you know, everyone got to be around pretty often while that was happening. And so a lot of people got to be and see, you know, be with her and see her right at the end, you know, last week or two weeks ago. So it was nice, you know, it's nice that we were able to do that. And it was nice that she was around for that last, that video and out so much in it, which is sweet. So like on, on Tuesday, my wife and I talked and I was like, yeah, she was around in so much of the Smithy video, which will, you know, that'll be the last one she'll be in. And, and we were kind of talking like, oh, it might be kind of nice to do like an, in honor of her in memory of Sadie, you know, for that video. And then I went to like, look at my phone to like text you or something about it. And you had, you had suggested it to me. Like, as I pulled, you know, as I pulled the phone out, it was like, Hey, what if I do, you know, she was in a lot of this, you know, you, uh, and you asked if I was okay with that, you know, do like an right. in honor of her, you know, in memory of Sadie. So yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be nice. Yeah. And, um, we had a lot of nice, I, I posted that to Instagram just briefly, just telling people that, you know, she passed and, you know, that she's a great dog and she'll be missed. And I got a ton of really nice comments on that post. Um, you know, a lot of really thoughtful comments and a lot of people just saying like, you know, condolences and, but you know, tons and tons and tons of people replied. So for all of these, those of you who replied and those of you who liked, and if you didn't, you know, if you know Sadie, I just, I pre- we appreciate the well wishes. So that was nice, nice uh, outpouring of of uh, love for us. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple, well, there's a bunch of things, but I feel like there's two big things that when you say you've gone through it, people immediately empathize and they know how tough it is. Uh, one good one is a dog passing. And yeah. another one yeah. is when you need a tooth pulled or your tooth hurts. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah when you tell someone you're like oh i can't even touch it and my tooth and like oh i know you know everyone yeah. feels that right exactly they Every, know they can commiserate because it's uh, like <laughs> if you've had it you know you're like it, oh that's so bad if you've yeah. had that i have to go to the dentist emergency because i can't bear another second uh. like so i feel like those are two huge things that right away someone would go Oh, I'm so like, oh, I know. Like, I feel for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I've had, uh, 
I don't know if I've had a real bad toothache before, but I have had pretty bad earaches. And it's mm. the same thing. It's like in your head, oh, in your face, so... you know, in your jaw. And right. you can't, you just can't do anything else. You can't think of anything else because your face hurts. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, it's so bad. Ugh. But yeah, yeah I feel like you have so many people reaching out and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's so sweet. But it, again, that and the quote thing, it just goes to how much, how great dogs are. Yeah. Why right. we all love them. Cause we all get that same feeling because it, it does, yeah. it feels it just feels empty once they're gone. Right. Yeah. And like there, there are still things around cause like we're recording on Thursday and that was on Tuesday, you know? So we haven't like, we haven't cleaned up all her stuff yet. I did take down our lead, um, her lead from outside and put kind of some of the stuff away, but there's still like her dog bowls are there and her bed is still kind of in the same place. Cause we're going to, we're going to kind of give some stuff away. We have all our friends all have dogs and stuff. So we're going to kind of, we're not just going to get rid of it all. We have a lot of it's good stuff that can still be used, so we'll pass it on. And, right. But, uh, but yeah, it is It is weird. You know, I had this, like, especially, like, this morning when I got up, um, we'd always keep our bedroom door closed, and Sadie would always lay outside the door. She has her, the bed in the living room, which she'd stay in. But then usually in the morning, she would find her way over to our bedroom door. And if we knew it was, like, we had slept in too late when she's just like clip clopping around outside our door. She'd like get up and move and we'd hear her like walking on the wood floors and stuff. So uh, <laughs> I got this morning and I kind of opened the door expecting to see her there. And like, oh, just yeah. for that split second, well, you know, I was like, uh, you know, yeah, like, it's, it's all those, yeah, those reflexes that you, right. For so long, it's just a part of you. Yeah. It's, um, right. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. No, she was a great yeah. dog, but man, that's, but you can ask, that's all you can ask for is such a nice long life. Yeah, and a right. dog that's loved. And you guys did so many hikes with her and overnight yeah. things. And, man, like, you guys gave her such a good, a, a good, fun life for a dog. Yeah. And that was, um, yeah, I appreciate that. We, when we got her, it was in uh, 2008, the summer of 2008. And um, we were kind of thinking about getting a dog. And um, my in-laws knew of a friend of a friend or someone, a friend of theirs knew who had her and they were both like both doctors or both in the medical profession and they had just had a child too. So they like had a newborn, they were both really busy working all the time and they just didn't have enough time to, you know, take care of her and give her the love that she wanted, she needed, you know, that she deserved. So we got her for free because it was mm. like, they were kind of, I guess through the grapevine found out they were trying, you know, we, our in-laws knew that we were looking for a dog and that there was one available. So we got her that way. So, you know, right off the bat, it was already like, well, we we are able to take care of her, and we didn't have any, we didn't have our daughter yet, so we knew we'd be able to like go out with her and walk her, and you know, do stuff with her. So right. straight off the bat, it was like, okay, yeah, we have the time to devote to a dog, and like you yeah. said, yeah, we did. We took her on tons of hikes. You know, she was a great backpacking dog. Right. <laughs> she was unfortunately she was never up until maybe like the last year and a half she was never really great off leash because she just loved to run <laughs> so we if we like let her out she she wouldn't stay with us you know because we didn't have her from when she was a puppy so she had already had that kind of flight mentality because right. they had her like in a crate and they had her in a fenced in backyard and she would jump and she would go running and stuff so we were happy to deal with that you know we had leads set up and we would hook her up and but when i when we were when we first got her i was up in uh we were in new hampshire and i was in grad school <clears throat> and um I would take her as I went to grad school to get my master's in painting, my MFA master's of fine art. And I did a lot of landscape painting. That's kind of my main focus of painting. So I would 
take her with me. We'd go walk from where we were staying, which was an old farmhouse that was converted into a bunch of bedrooms. So it was kind of like this six or seven apartments in this little farmhouse, which was at the end of a tree line driveway in the middle of cornfields. You know, mm, then yeah. behind us, another like 200 yards or so behind us were was the forest. And it went actually for quite a ways. It was a couple hundred acres. And that actually butted up against the property of University of New Hampshire, where I was in grad school, and the forest that they have on their property. So I could actually, about 45 minutes or so, I could walk from my house through the woods to where my studio was if I wanted to. Yeah. But I would I would paint a lot in the woods. And so I'd take her out with me, and she was very much like stick-driven. Her Pretty much her whole life, she loved <laughs> sticks. She loved to like fetch, so I would take her out with me, and I'd just have a stick with me, and I didn't have to have her on the leash because I was going out in the woods. And it was really fun, so I'd like take her out. She'd come out with me, and then I'd set up my my easel, you know, in the woods and I'd start painting and she would, she'd like hang around for a bit and then she'd run off for like two or three minutes and then she'd come back and then she'd run off and she'd come back. So I, like, she really liked the freedom <laughs> and being in a place like that where by that point we were, you know, a thousand yards from whatever road in any direction and it was just farms around us. It didn't matter. She just stayed with me in the woods. So it was fun. And she was, yeah, she was always great on hikes and stuff. We would go hiking and we had a little dog backpack for her and she'd wear it and she'd run around and yeah, do like most dogs do, like run forward and run back, run forward and run back. Run yeah, back. yeah. I went on one of those hikes with you guys. I think it's just Harper's oh, yeah. Ferry. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There was one time when we were in living in Baltimore City. We were all together. Um. And she would get out a few times. Yeah. I don't know. Every couple of months she'd get out, right? Yeah, the door would be left open or she'd right. sneak by you or something. Somehow <laughs> she would get out. Yeah. The the gate would we would like latch it, but it wouldn't latch and. She was not so the then, tunist. She'd be like, oh, let's go explore. <laughs> so I'd be driving around the city in my truck. and and But usually by the time you found her, she was ready, you know? Right. Yeah, she was, exactly. like, ready to get back in. So I'd, like, I would just open the door and she'd leap in. Like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and then I think I think this was either a time when I got her or we were going somewhere and I had her in the, in the truck. But I had the window down, like, halfway because, you know, she, like, sticking her head out the window. And she saw another dog and jumped out. And she, she you know, wasn't going to attack it. She just wanted to play. But we were, in, yeah. we were at a, like a, a, you know, it was in the city. We're out yeah, on a road, right. like with traffic and stuff. So oh, I Jesus. reached over and grabbed her tail. And that's all I had. <laughs> nice. It was her hanging out of the truck. And all that I had was her tail. And I, I pulled her back in by her tail. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. You know, she like yelps, but you know, I'm like, well, I'm not letting you jump out in traffic, so I'm going to grab your right, tail exactly. or whatever I can reach. <laughs> Better than getting hit by a car. Right. I'm going to pull you back you in. Choose. Yeah, right. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, we've had, it's funny because all the different places that we lived and the different people who have been around us, have all they all have their stories of like her getting out. Because like you said, it would be like, once every couple months, somehow she'd find her way out. She'd go to run around for a while. And most of the places that we lived, it didn't really matter. Yeah. It, until we like lived in the city, that was a little bit, you know, a little scarier. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, where we lived in the city was kind of on like in a neighborhood area. So it wasn't super busy streets but, right outside our uh, house, but, but it was like. We were you know, a block away from a, bi a busy road. Right. Yeah. So like the potential if she went that way was, yeah, that she could. She could and you know, out, so. you know how it is in a city or anything like that. People aren't going to try to get your dog right you're just gonna yeah, go exactly. up and they're gonna like yeah i saw your dog go that way yeah, <laughs> like, you didn't try it and i'm not touching the dog but mm -hmm. yeah i saw a dog go that way like all right thanks <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I know like my in laws have because we lived with them for a year, so they have stories of like chasing Sadie, my my wife's <laughs> uncle, and my parents. You know, <laughs> everybody has their stories of like her getting out, and then you gotta go find her. And yeah, I mean, and th- that is one thing that you just can't. If a dog has that in them, that's right. just how it's gonna be. I mean, other than that, she was such a well just uh, such a sweet dog and had discipline right. and if yeah. if she was begging or she was in the kitchen all you gotta say is you know out, out of the kitchen and she would you know get out she would just walk you know she was yeah she knew re- yeah exactly but when a dog has that in them yeah. <laughs> that they want to explore then uh, there's nothing you can do about that there's it's kind of like um our our dog or was caitlin's dog until I, yeah. you know we got married gomer who recently passed but he one time it might have been one of the first times where I just took Gomer. Right. Caitlin and I are dating, and she had to go somewhere. I was like, I'll take the dog. I forget the situation. I take her up, and we're building Dad's, one of his, you know, one of his sheds. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know right. which one. <laughs> one of the sheds. <laughs> and we had Gomer out, and he wasn't a bolter. He was a a sneaky, yeah, like, right. lull <laughs> you into, oh, he's not going anywhere, and then he's gone. Because <laughs> he would just walk away, you know. He would like he would be around for like an hour, right. just to get you nice and comfy. Like he wouldn't go anywhere; he would just sniff around and sit and lay and walk around. And then he then he'd be gone. And this time, yeah, he was gone. And I was like, oh no! Like I told her it'd be fine. Like I had, you know, I got your dog. Whatever, it's my girlfriend's dog, and it's gone now. <laughs> right. I'm gonna find it on the road, dead or so. You know, that's what you think immediately. Mm-hmm. And um. So we start driving, we're driving, and then, I don't know if it was uh, Dad's suggestion or something, but we drove down to, like, the neighbors, where there were goats. <laughs> and he had gone and visited the goats. Nice. You know, like three or four houses over, you know, like a half mile or, or a mile away, you know. <laughs> and he was just at the fence sniffing, you know. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he saw us coming, he was like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah no. right uh, okay i've done it yeah now. that was <laughs> that was the thing Sadie would always like she within the first you know 10 or 15 minutes of being out if you tried to chase after her then it was like a game you know then she was she was gone right and she was always like super super fast when she was younger and then as she got older she got less and less fast so <laughs> if i saw her get out and i could run after her like i could outrun her <laughs> and she would only go so far before she'd realize it you know right. and i'm also like Sadie. Stop running, you know, and she was like, yeah. and then eventually she's like, oh, crap, I can't outrun him. So she would just like stop. And then like, <laughs> but when she was younger, she was just like, I'm just gone, you know, yeah, like, see, you can't right. catch me. I'm just going to run, yeah. you know, like, I'm just going to go until you can't fun. see me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then we're done. I'll she'll look back and OK, they're gone. I've lost them. I, I tracked her one time in the winter. She had gotten oh. out from where we are now here at our, our place. And we're, you know, we're maybe 300 or 400 yards from the main road. Um, and it's just all neighborhoods and woods behind us. So when she got out here, she never in all the years that we lived here that she got out, which might have been a dozen times or so or more, you know, in all in the six or five or six years that we've lived here. Um, she never went all the way to the road. There were a few times when we, we kind of found her down closer to the golf golf course, but we never found her. We never like there was no sign of her ever going that way. Yeah. So so when she we get out here, if we didn't kind of find her right away, we kind of look around and then. 
look around for 10 minutes, you call for a while and then you just stop, you know, like she'd come back. That was the other thing. She'd always come back. Usually it'd be like in 20 minutes or a half an hour, she'd kind of come back and she'd be all gross because she would have gone into the pond or <laughs> found something to roll in and she'd be all super tired because she'd been running the whole time and panting heavily. And <laughs> we're like, okay, she come back for water. But um, <laughs> so one time, a couple years ago, she got out and it was winter and it was early evening and I tracked her. I was like, I'm going to track her. So I like, I <laughs> saw her footprints and started following her, following her. And, and she always hurt one of her back legs. She always kind of dragged her toes a little bit, you know, or at least, you know, especially in winter, like she's stepping and it wasn't a ton of snow, but there was snow. It may have been three or four inches. So I could see, especially when there'd be a bunch of different, you know, tracks and things. Cause we've got foxes and raccoons and other dogs in this, you know, around. So I'd see other dog tracks and they'd all track and I'd look for her one paw print that how they would have like a print and then a drag, you know, like a couple toes would like drag. So I kind of tracked her up into the woods, like back, you know, deep in the woods, all the way around, kind of kept going and going. And then all the way up into the neighborhood, I tracked her all the way up there. And then I like, I go to start coming back and I see her and she's like a hundred yards ahead of me. And she's like, she's like up in the, you know, up in the neighborhoods. So I was like, yes, I actually tracked her all the way up here. It was awesome. <laughs> and then I like went and <laughs> called out to her. And by that point it has probably been like 25 minutes or so. So she, she kind of half came and I ran at her and then she like went to run and then she stopped. And then I just, I think I, I brought like a, a rope along just in case I found her. So I just walked back with her. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, ha ha. Tracked you through the snow. Like a champ. There was another time when she got out in the snow, and this was like deep snow. This same, still here at the same location. She had, it was like uh, maybe a foot and a half of snow, maybe even two feet at some places. And and she, at that point, she was still fast enough to outrun me, but she couldn't outrun me in two feet of snow. <laughs> she was like, uh, uh, you know, and I'm like obviously tall, so I'm like, like running after her, and she's like trying to go, and I was like, no, you don't. I like outran her, caught her, caught up with her. You know, when you get in within like forty or fifty feet she like realizes it, you know, she's like, Oh, I can't go anywhere. So she just got stopped and turned around and waited <laughs> and just yeah. walked behind me, walked behind me in my footprints. Oh, yeah. I can't go anywhere. It's, it snows too deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, yeah. <laughs> really a crazy thing. I was talking to my wife and she's like, after Gomer passed, she's like, man, why do we like, and, cause we've been thinking about getting another one, you know, like you do. Yeah. Yep. After a little while you start to, not forget, but your the the routine of not having the dog starts to kick in. Yeah, right. So it doesn't yeah. feel as much as like an empty thing because we're we have a new routine now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we're we're starting to think about. It. She's like, why do we? Why? It's that thing you, we all get dogs and we know they're going to die. Like right. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go through this again if we get a dog we really love, you know, or any dog, yeah. you know. Right, yeah. but it's you know you got you got to do it if that's if you only got so much time so you, that's right. the thing like we want to wait and but we've like well we we want to have dogs around and we want our daughter to grow up with dogs so yeah right yeah exactly and that's yeah it's just one of those things that you know you're gonna have to deal with I mean it's like I mean I think that's the same as making any relationship you know getting that's to true. become you know people you know you. you Humans, I think, want to love, right? You want to like express love. Mm-hmm. We we make we try to make people laugh all the time, which I've I've thought of over the years. Like that's such a weird thing that humans do. Right, like we say jokes to make other people <laughs> laugh. Right. Like that's not it's it's like that's purely a human trait, you know. <laughs> like 
we do things to tickle people. We try to, you know, we want to give love and we want to get love. And so, you know, dogs have such unconditional love and that, that amount of love is the reason why humans are so in touch with dogs and have been for so long that they have that like unconditional love that they give you, you know? Yeah. And that's worth it. Yeah. You know, it is tough to lose them, but it's worth it. You know, and, and it's worth it to be able to give them a good life as well. Cause so many, so many dogs are just in, you know, in shelters and will be euthanized if they're not taken or adopted or whatnot. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was also, I think we were, we were watching one of those vet shows and, uh, when people put down horses, oh my gosh, oh yeah, that's rough. Because you almost have the feeling that you want dogs to last a really long time, but then right. you go, okay, if they did stay alive as long as horses, it's just maybe not harder, but it's horses. You've maybe had a horse for thirty years, yeah, right. And then yeah. you got to put your horse down, yeah. like oh, it's brutal. Like right, you can see, yeah. and, and that's, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Dogs, man's best friend, but like a horse is the other one because it also gives you transportation. Yeah, it's yeah. with you. It's you know they're they're loving, they're funny, and they're you know it's right. oh man, it's just uh, it's tough. But you know we, we you got to go through it. It's it's definitely worth it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's another one of those companion animals that's been around for a long time with humans. <clears throat> right. And yeah, right. maybe yeah, maybe the the lifespan of a dog is like maybe it's the right amount of time. Right, <laughs> that like just enough that we can handle to, it. Yeah, ten to fifteen years, right? Just long enough that you can handle it. And yeah, like a horse, right? Then you then you got thirty years invested in a horse, and mm. you know that's that's half your lifetime. <laughs> it's like right, yeah, like it's like losing a family member. I mean, you know, a lot of people um, actually have a crazy story, and I'll uh, I'll finish like the dog part of this discussion, and then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and she told me the story of her dog. Um, that she had many years ago. Um, she had a, uh, uh, what type of dog is it? Uh, a Pekingese? I can't remember. Fluffy, little kind of fluffy dogs. I can't remember what that, what she said it okay. was. Pyrenees? I forget, whatever. But, uh, not a Pyrenees. Um, so she said, uh, <laughs> you know, and I was, I was telling her that it worked out really well for us that Sadie kind of let us know that she was in pain early in the day, early in the morning. So that way then we could take off and we wouldn't have to just have her be there all alone by herself and go through all that without us being home. And then us like coming home to her just passed on her bed or something, you know, like that would have been horrible. Yeah. And uh, my coworker is saying how, you know, she believes that like that connection between humans and dogs is definitely more than just a purely like friend, you know, friend and love connection that there's like some more like spiritual and then also some, um, you know, psychic connections. And I'm sure there are, you know, like who knows mm. what they're, yeah. what, what different animals ha- can do and have to offer. And there are tons of stories of that type of thing where dogs know that their owners are, you know, in trouble, but they're not near them and they run off and they find them somewhere hurt. You know, there's like a connection yeah. there. Yeah. Um, she said that she believes that her dog kind of gave her some dreams leading up to its passing Ooh. where like, several nights or over over the span of a certain amount of time she had multiple dreams where her dog would run and hide under the bed like over and over she kept having this dream and she didn't know why it was like running and it would be shaking and hide under the bed like it was trying to find somewhere safe um and then she said she was visiting a friend's house of hers and they were inside the house and she had her dog with her and she kind of walked down to the porch and it was it was windy but not too crazy it was like kind of like a storm was coming but not bad um, so she walked down on the porch, she had her dog 
she was holding it and it started like kind of shaking and freaking out. And she was like, what's the matter? What's the matter? Um, and then it kind of jumped out of her arms. like kind of got loose and, and ran down the steps, not like really to run off. It just kind of ran down and stopped. Mm. And she said that minute, a branch fell from the tree, one branch and hit her dog and killed it. Jeez. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, and she said the way he was acting was kind of weird. Like, you know, like shaking and weird. Like he's, she said that the dog didn't really do that all that much. And, you know, and then like how it jumped out of her and ran down the steps, like all this, like kind of, and the weird, the dreams that built up to this happening, it was very like, you know, mysterious. Like she said, it was kind of crazy, but she definitely believes that maybe the dog was trying to prepare her or something like with dreams or something to let her know that either it knew something was coming or, or what, who knows. But I think right. that's kind of wild. I was like, man, that is crazy. And you know, I, I believe hundred percent that that's true. Like there was definitely something there between her dog and her before that happened, you know? Well, yeah. Even if you don't believe in some type of spiritual connection, I mean, there's dogs are so attentive for one. Right. Yeah. And their ability, some of them to read different emotions is heightened. Oh yeah. That's just how they are. That's just the, the style of animal they are to be in a pack and they want to be around others. So they're constantly paying attention to you. And I think that is a big part of when they can feel that something's wrong or they start to shift the way they act because maybe that's the way you're acting. All right. And yeah. obviously it's it's not a it's it's not like hocus pocus. I mean energy is waves and that stuff goes through people and uh yeah. it's 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 real stuff and yeah, I mean I think just dogs are so they just they're so attentive. Yeah, exactly. They're and so they're tuned all, in. The, yeah, they, right. They're they're tuned into you and they and they uh yeah. Yeah, all that stuff I could believe all that stuff can happen too. It's Yeah. And like I mean, you know, there's a reason why they have like dogs as service animals, you know, and going mm-hmm. into hospitals mm-hmm. and bringing, you know, like on different wards and different people who are like terminally ill or people who are cancer, you know, they, they have like dogs yeah. kind of sense that and they will kind of change and, you know, be what they, what each person needs them to be. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So yeah, I mean, we're, and we're thinking the same thing you said about like thinking about getting a new dog. We were actually thinking about getting another dog like a couple months ago. Yeah, right. Um, because Sadie was getting old, and we kind of wanted her to have, like, a companion and also to help us transition between her passing and having a new dog. Uh, right. So we, we kind of reached out to a couple different um, dog uh, adoption places in this kind of mid-Atlantic um, USA area, and uh, we went and visited one dog, and Sadie would have been fine, but the other dog wasn't really, like, having it. And, you know, they kind of, like... I don't know. It just, it just wasn't a great match. And like there was potentially a good match, but then it wasn't. And, um, the woman who was there suggested that maybe, you know, Sadie, maybe we shouldn't get another dog while we have Sadie. Maybe we should let her be like just her until the end. Right. Um, and I think, you know, and I'm, I, I think she would have been fine. I think it was definitely the other dog that was a little bit weirded out by it, but maybe it was because Sadie is a dominant, like she's always been an alpha. Right. Um, not really aggressive in her old age, but like she was, she also wasn't going to back down. Like she was walking around and sniffing and fine. And then she walked by the dog and the dog kind of snipped out at her. And so she like snipped back at her, you know, it was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to back down. I'm not, I'm not worried, but you know, <laughs> so, uh, I'm a, I'm a bitch, but I'm not a bitch. All right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> test me. So yeah, she was, uh, yeah. But, um, 
but so yes, we we were waiting about that. But yeah, so we are thinking, you know, sometime maybe this summer, which is a nice thing that I'm you know, as a teacher, I have the summers off. So be, if we do get another dog, it'll probably be around that time, so we can kind of have some time to be with the dog, and we're not working and all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're thinking, you know, we'll see. You know, we we all love having a dog. Myself, my wife, and our daughter, and you know. But yeah, so new things, and that's kind of the theme. That not the dog well, thing. That's just kind of what's been going on in our d- life. Dog, <laughs> dog is the theme now. We've done. Yeah, it's <laughs> the whole thing. It's the episode. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just. Maybe we should keep our theme till next week. We're our forty-five minutes in. Oh, we can. Yeah. I mean, we're just yeah. going to talk about starting up new things and new new projects and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason why I wanted to talk about it, and then we can go into it a little bit, but um. Maybe we can push it further because, you know, mm. the theme of the podcast, which we've kind of thought since the beginning, is kind of the idea of starting your next first project, right? Starting something new, yeah. you know, and and maybe hopefully that the po- our podcast can give you some inspiration or help you think about it. You know, we we kind of go through some of the older videos we do and talk about them a little bit more in depth and and also, you know, being content creators and all that stuff. You know, we just kind of go into it. So we thought that'd be kind of a cool topic to think about and you know this being episode 40 we're kind of like at a at a a waypoint we're doing pretty good and still going and so my mind was on the finishing of the smithy like we had just finished the smithy you know it's just a lean-to but I'd never I've I've built things like this in the past but never for myself you know never like I was never like I'm building this this is a structure it needs to be sound. It needs to be able to hold weight. It needs to, you know, protect this area and also not blow over. All these things that I've never done, and have to make all make all the decisions on how it's done and the plan and all that. <clears throat> so, it was it was an odd thing, and I found myself, you know, this is like a new project. So for the channel, we were going to record it, but it was something I hadn't done before. Most of the things that we record are things that I've done before. You know, I've kind of fleshed them out. I've done them, so I kind of know the process. Right. And so when I when I get an idea for a video for the channel, if it's something I've done before, but it may be a little different or something that I think is interesting, well then I'll like I'll put it on the list of of uh, videos that I keep, and then that's pretty much all I need to think about it until we're ready to do it, and then I might draw up a few designs and maybe like look at some inspiration. But when I come up with a new idea, something I haven't done before, well then it like it takes a bigger chunk of my brain up. You know, like I'll put it on that <laughs> list. But then I'll also do a drawing that goes along with that, you know, number on the list. Mm. So I have these two things. That's my initial drawing, right? And then I'll like, then I'll start looking for inspiration and I'll look on Instagram and I'll look at other people on YouTube and how they've done it. Um, I'll Google it. I'll look at forums, you know, I'll just, just dive into it and see, and I just gather that inspiration, visual inspiration. Um, and then also like how to do it. And the one thing I found about doing the Smithy, the build, the lean to building the lean to was like, I started seeing other like carports and lean tos and farm stands. And I just started seeing them all around, you know, I'm like, (laughs) Oh, that's how they did it. Oh, that's how they did it. Oh, they have like a roof that's pitched two ways. Oh, there's four corners there. You know, it's like when you get a new car and you start seeing it everywhere, you know, it's like, well, I started seeing them everywhere behind people's houses. I'd be driving down the road and I'd notice one like tucked in behind someone's house. Like, oh, I wonder how they made them. <laughs> Pull nice. over and check it out. That's a nice lean to. Hello, sir. <laughs> Can I look at the, your Well, the good thing about something like that is obviously you want to make it nice, but mm-hmm. it's not a structure holding anything other than maybe snow. You know, that's the right. obvious thing I'll ever hold. Right, and exactly. It, it's not attached to anything. It's kind of 
So you can be, I mean, you want to really go into it and plan out as much as you can, but you don't have to be too strict about it. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe if it was your 20th one, you'd have exactly what you wanted to do. And But since this is one of the first ones you've done just for yourself and not like right. we're helping dad on stuff. or cause Yeah, we dad, built porches. Dad, and yeah, we, we're always building stuff. stuff. Yeah, right. And um, yes, but yeah. uh, having a, a bunch of people there too who have done stuff like it. Yeah, it's good absolutely. just to stand around and bounce ideas off of each other, right? Like, wait, yeah. you think you think you want to attach that to that? Yeah, yeah, we'll attach this here and that. Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, what if we swing this down here? Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, swing that down here. Attach that. Okay, cool. And everyone agrees. Then you go ahead and do it. It's it's nice right. to have yeah. a, a bunch of people around who have done like like things. It is, yeah. It's super nice having that point of view, and that's that. That was like that was the fun of building the smithy was that it was during our spring break and our dad is like kind of semi-retired and you know he was able to be there every day and our friends were able to come over and you know that's half the fun like my buddy sean um who i've talked about a lot of time and he's been on the show from crafting a life i want he um he messaged on like i think uh friday and was like sorry i couldn't come today and help you know busy day whatever he had his in-laws or his parents were actually coming in town for the weekend and sometime this past week so they were doing tons of stuff to get ready he actually ended up stopping by at one point during the day it was funny he like came by and the rest of us all are in like messy clothes and muck boots and we're all like dusty and and, and he like shows up and he's all clean and trim you know i was like oh, supervisor's here you know like checking <laughs> in on the project but he just wanted to stop by to see how things are going because there's that like group builder mentality it's like what a barn you know what a like a barn raising is you know it's right. like everyone comes together and everyone puts their input in and there were definitely design things that i had in mind for the smithy that got changed along the way because people were like suggested other things or or my dad's experience was like oh it should go this way you know as opposed to this way because that's how it's done and you know i'm like oh that makes sense that's how yeah. it's done right and yeah like i wouldn't i may not have done it that way you know it was like uh was the one thing i did um oh the the tar paper which we put on the roof we did it when he wasn't here and we put it up and we did it like <laughs> yeah. vertically or something from the, from the top of the pitch to the bottom instead of across you know or something right like, yeah, it, it, yeah it would go on the other way you know? right instead of laying it as you would lay any um shingles right you know going downhill everything goes downhill you don't want water water to get under anything right yeah, you we had done it, it. Yeah. yeah we had done it the opposite way Right. Yeah. Um, so going across, right. And we, I did think about the way it overlapped because the pitch of the roof is it's closer on the house and it pitches out away from the house down, you know, maybe a foot or so over 10 feet. Um, and then it also pitches about, I think two or three inches, uh, from, if you're looking at the front of it from left to right. So it does have a little bit of pitch that way. Everything kind of rolls in one direction. So it doesn't just come straight off the front, but it also pitches to the side a little bit. So I did kind of go in that same direction. I overlapped it so that way the water would go that way as well as down. But yeah, it was funny. Yeah. He showed up and he was like, "Oh, yeah. he was like, usually tar paper's the other way." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> Should have done that. Oh well, we'll get that in the comments." <laughs> <laughs> hey, idiot! Why'd you put the tar paper the wrong way? This is horrible. No we one just, does it that way. <laughs> we just built it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's kind of like uh, like you were kind of alluding to. It's kind of like a baby step in building something, a structure, you know, like building a yeah. lean to that's not attached to the house. It doesn't need to bear any weight. No one's going to be on top of it except for maybe snow load, you know, 
the wind. Yeah. It's not all closed in, like you know, all the all the things. It was, it made it, you know, the the easiest version of some type of construction that I could do that I've never done before. But the nice thing is that it like it does exactly what it needs to do, which is it just covers the smithy outside. Yeah, it it really makes it to a nice outside of the shop area it makes it an area now instead of just like a a way we would pass through to get to something obviously we're putting tools outside so it's now it is an area but it feels like you could have people out there now yeah you know you could bring a few people together and everyone could be out in that back area on that side of the house right um yeah it's really nice yeah it's gonna be cool i'm excited so yeah, that was that was fun to kind of do a new thing, and you know, like I said, it's it had been a few months that I had thought about making it, and I kept getting more and more excited. And you know, you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you heard over the last you know month or two or so that I've been like planning this, and you'll see in the video that it was, I guess it was sometime what in December maybe or January, I don't know, maybe it was January or February that we got the uh, the the roofing material from your in laws. So right. Yeah, we talked a little a about. Months, you know? Yeah, we talked <laughs> yeah. about that where it's going from snow to the end where we're up on the roof of it. You know, yeah, right. Dustin's getting, getting burnt. <laughs> it does get red. I'm like, hey man, you should put yeah, on some right. tan lotion. <laughs> Got a red neck. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's no. The video's going good. It, it'll be well. Okay, this podcast is out tomorrow, and then it, the video should be out by Sunday. So look out for that this weekend or soon thereafter. Right. Yeah. Um, I. It's, I've been enjoying anytime there's something different. I enjoy editing it more, right? Yeah. Obviously, because it's just totally different. Um, the one thing I did find that we need to do is, I'm gonna maybe get a second mic, or we'll get that Rode two set, right? Where we can have yeah. two mics, because only having you mic'd up is somewhat problematic when we have four guys right. working, right? Right. Yeah. Because there were times when I was editing, and I'd be like, "Oh, here's um." brian and and my dad working on something and their sound of you like down in the shop like whistling right yeah (laughs) (laughs) or or there's been a few where there's like like someone else is cutting something right you know with a chop saw or whatever and and there's no sound there's just like you walking around that sound (laughs) right so i've had to do a lot of it's taken a lot longer in that fact where i'm adding other sounds from other places oh uh, it's funny nice. like times when you're cutting stuff i just you know grab that and use that yeah. you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I, I wonder I, if like you know even with the like the double mics you know if we're not if it's in a situation like that where we might not want to mic up just one person one other person it's like yeah. a situation where you can have it ready right yeah, and I would. Then you're I, like you just hold it out or put it next to him, or, or I would either standing there next to him, right? You yeah, know, I would that. either clip it on me or clip it on the camera and just have right. it right on the camera. So whatever I'm pointing at, I'll, I'll be close to. Yeah, um, right. And yeah. we did that for a while. In the middle of the shoot, I took remember or whatever. Yeah, you, you yep, gave me the mic times. and I I just sat it on the rooftop of the yeah. entrance to the shop and got all those noises. Um, right. But so that's something we gotta. It's probably time we pick up that. I did realize uh, when I um, was, took the pictures of the shop when I put the lights on, and there's a, a shot from kind of at an angle up the hill where you can kind of see up on top. And I realized that there's the the two pieces of two by four are still sitting up there. 
<laughs> they're still there. The ones that we were using to like to hold down stuff, you know, so the wind oh. wouldn't blow it away. Wait, where? Like, oh, using, it's up on the shop roof. It's up on top of the roof. Yeah, up on top of the uh, <laughs> on top of the smithy roof. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, oh, that's funny. I didn't notice it when I first posted those pictures, but then I like looked closer or something, and I was like, oh, that's funny. That roof. That's or maybe I noticed it. Maybe I was outside and I noticed it, and I looked back at the pictures, and it's there's the two by four sitting up on, on the roof of the smithy. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a a fun. I'm really enjoying. It. I think it's a good video, and uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll get any views. It's something totally different. Right. People aren't going to use it necessarily as a how-to because you know you're not explaining it as much. You're just kind of going along. Right. This and you stop. You stop like yeah. normal and discuss what you're doing. But it's a lot of just working on stuff. But it's nice. It's it's yeah. There. It's you know. It's it is what YouTube does best. A little bit of a little bit of knowledge. A little bit of escapism. Like, hey, I'm just hanging out with these people. Yeah, right, exactly. And, like, you know, maybe it's 2 o'clock in the morning and it's cold outside or something and you're watching this YouTube of people in summer outside building something. Right, yeah. It, it's it's nice. I mean, I enjoy watching that stuff, so I think it'll be a, a nice little video. And it, it'll it be yeah. long, or long-ish, you know, like they all are, so <laughs> 30, yeah. 40 minutes. Right. And I think, um, you know, obviously our the, the umbrella – that we spread to try to reach people, you know, we want, we want our videos to reach as many people as possible, but we also have a lot of people now that are with under the, under the umbrella of the art of craftsmanship, right? They're subscribed. They're listening to the podcast. They follow along and, and, or they've seen videos and they know to come back later to check again. So some videos, you know, as I think as that umbrella, as that umbrella expands and as our community gets larger, then not all the videos have to potentially reach so many more people. Some of them can be designed to kind of bring the people along who've already been here along the journey more. Right. right? And that's, that's like restoring the vice and building the smithy. You know, those are people who have been along. They know what the shop is like. They know the tools I've had over the years. They've seen the shop grow and now they're seeing like an expansion, you know, and they, and they see that as like, okay, now there's going to be some stuff shot outside, you know? So, yeah, yeah, and I think that's a. Yeah. I we all love watching those videos, right? I exactly. love, and it's like, and it's like a radio show or podcast too. Like, hey, yeah. a month ago he was talking about getting this done, and I want to, I want to see what happened, right? I exactly. What happened. Yeah. Like, I yeah, love yeah, yeah. watching that stuff on on every channel and all the podcasts. So, yeah, I think it's it's uh, we're gonna show it all, and it's yeah. pretty good. You're gonna see everybody, Brian, Sean, me. I chopped some stuff up, even though Dust yeah. was making fun of me. <laughs> there's a clip there's a clip he was like hey oh they were all looking for a tool and it was right next to me <laughs> but obviously i'm have the camera and i'm shooting them looking for a tool i'm not looking for the tool <laughs> and dustin goes yeah it's over there next to the guy not working <laughs> nice I was like damn bro <laughs> it's cold <laughs> That's great. <laughs> You're like, what do you think I'm doing here? I know. <laughs> like, I'm not just standing here for fun. <laughs> I'm shooting a video. You're like, ah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, we, we did talk about that, how, like, you know, shooting the whole time, you got exhausted, too, from being outside and being shooting oh, yeah. for right, so right. many hours and days in a row. You know, like, the whole time you're on, you're, like, concentrating. You're on, you know, like, you're on. <laughs> yeah, you're looking, time. looking, looking. It's always looking for a shot, looking, looking, right, looking. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Can I get that? Did I get it? Was that good? Good. Okay, yeah, move. That, next, move. Yeah, that concentration. I mean, I do that, like, when I, you know, I'll sweat when I concentrate hard. <laughs> like, I'll be, like, <laughs> doing something or doing a drawing or writing, you know, I'll do something, and I'm, like, I'm sweating in the clothes. Like, yeah, man, 
why are you sweating? I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm stressing. Like my body's like, I'm concentrating right now. I'm not doing anything hard, but I'm, I'm, I'm working hard thinking. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm an O'Hara. That's what happens. <laughs> <We sweat>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you have a recommendation for this week? Yeah, I'm gonna do a, I guess a, a thing. Um, okay. If you are thinking about starting videos and you're anywhere near a shop or you're shooting in a shop, I would get a uh, just a simple thing, just an air duster or one of the ones I use is a, I think it's called like a rocket air. It looks like a little rocket. Um, buy one of those because you do not. I mean, your lens is constantly going to get dirty, and uh, yeah. you don't you don't have the time to wipe it off every time. Because if you want to wipe your lens off properly, right, you get like a lens wipe out and you wipe that, but sometimes that leaves debris, so you need like a soft cloth and you need to take your, like, yeah. you don't want to do that every time there's dust or dirt. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's constantly, shop, it's constantly always, landing. Yeah. So the quickest and best way I've found is just you do a little, <laughs> that, oh, <there> <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I'm holding it. You do a little, little, little bit of that on the lens and it, it gets rid of it. And I, I, I'm actually constantly doing that. Yeah. Constantly doing that and all over the camera, just all over, under, good because it's all stuff. You don't want that that stuff getting in, right? Yeah, but it's like you'll, often you'll lean over and you'll do it to my mic. You'd be like, <laughs> you like yeah. blow it off, <laughs> right? Like, oh yeah, because I mean, you know, it's the same thing. You're like, you don't want to rub it, so and then you know right. you you would blow it or any normal time, but then if it's your lens, you don't want to put like the moisture on it. So you know, right, it's gonna be your spit on the lens. So you just hit yeah. it with the and it's. A ten or fifteen dollar thing, and that's something is always in my pocket. Yeah, right. That's like the one next, thing. Yeah. Next time you're there, we gotta remember to do a little. Uh, was it? Um, so, uh, was it rubber cement on it? Because we tried. Because the, the one piece kind of came off. And we tried super glue, and I was like, "This is gonna be great. This is like professional super glue. It's good to go." <laughs> and then it broke. And, but I guess and that's I also, super glue is supposed to be. You know, this needs uh, to be able to move. Yeah. And I also said, I think last time you used the same glue and it didn't work. You're like, no, this this is not going anywhere. This <laughs> this is fine. This will stick. And this then I fine. came back the next day and it was just half off. I was like, look. Oh, hey, look. <laughs> but I I I'm, I might just buy. I might do that, but I might just buy another one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was hoping buy you can buy another one. Then we'll. I mean, they're compare, ten or fifteen bucks, but if if you want to shoot in a shop, it's it's the best way to clean your clean your lens. That's my recommendation. Nice. I like it. Uh, my recommendation is a blacksmith um, lives up in Harrisburg, PA. Actually, pretty close to us, so I, we should go up and visit him sometimes. Sometime. Um, let me. Um, his uh, his name is. Uh, Dave Franz, F-R-A-N-T-Z, France, Dave France. Um, and his, uh, his Instagram handle is Dave underscore France. And he does, um, some really awesome bottle openers. He does axes and, uh, hammers and, you know, some tool restoration and all sorts of fun stuff. But he posts pretty often on Instagram, um, some really cool work and somebody that I kind of started following a little bit more recently. And I really enjoy his work. He does these really awesome, uh, like octopus arms, uh, bottle openers. So mm. like an octopus tentacle with the bottle opener on it. And it's got all the little suction cup things on the arm. It's crazy looking. They look super realistic. You know, it's like almost like you're 
eating octopus from a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cool stuff. He does all sorts of good stuff. Um, but yeah, check him out on Instagram, Dave underscore France, F R A N T Z Franz, 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 the finest of wines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be cool if you had a, um, some type of device. Let's say you could, you could make it, you could, you could, um, blacksmith it up that you could sit on top of. So like, uh, I was thinking the octopus thing. Yeah. Like if you had, instead of eight, you had six for a six pack oh. and you, and you hit one piece that levers six things into action and can pop the tops of all the bottles. Well, my mind's blown over here. <laughs> Wouldn't that be I'm cool? Like, that would be awesome. So you, you sit like... you, you sit this metal thing down, right? And it's got arms in each thing, right? And then you yeah. would just need like a center bar or something. It would have yeah. to either sit up because in a six pack, you got those, the two middle ones. Right. But no, no, it could run. The bar could run through the middle and out to the yeah. side. Mm-hmm. And all you do is either hit down on that piece or, you know, hit it quick with something. Right. And you could pop six at one time. Like that. that. It's funny. I just watched the uh, tested episode Adam Savage and Lara Kampf when they did the over-engineered bottle opener. Like I just watched it yesterday. Corinne and I watched it together, and it's it takes a lot to to get that to have something that can go up underneath that lip, but just really small, and pop it off without breaking the lip. Yeah. Well, so I like I like the idea of having one that does all six. Can you imagine like how how fucking cool that would be if right. you like walked out to a group and you like it, put this thing down, you hit a button, pow, and it pops them all, and everyone grabs their beer. Yeah, like a champion, instant champion. <laughs> it's like an instant party trick. Like you brought yeah. this really cool thing, right? And and it attaches to all of them. Yeah, I think it just it could be just six separate bottle openers attached to a middle bar. Right. That goes through the middle that ratchets up and down that when you hit it, something off to the side or maybe maybe you hit directly in the middle. Right. And it just pops them all at once. And then you're you're cool. And then you and your five friends are having a good time right away. <laughs> I like that. Well, this, yeah, <laughs> that'll be one of those things. See, there you go. It's something trying to make something I've never done before. So now I have, we have the idea now <laughs> we have to do like a little drawing and then a more detailed drawing and a more detailed drawing and look at some more stuff and start yeah. like, I like that. I like, I like the idea of making something that's kind of superfluous. Like it's kind of extra. It doesn't need to exist. Yeah. But yeah. If yeah, it yeah. does, it's fun. Like, cause with that, you'd have to like, you'd have to set it up. You know, you'd have to take all the bottles out. You have to put them in. They'd all have to be aligned really nicely. You make sure everything's working well, because then you want to come out when you do it, you want it to work perfectly. Right. Or you don't want to like hit it and like two of them pop and one <laughs> of them break. like one sizzles and the other three smash, you know, like <laughs> they're like bump, bump, bump. Someone's got a glass like, in their neck. Well, what did you do? <laughs> Hero to zero instantly, you know, you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have to set it up and then, and then you walk out and you do it. Like that's that party trick. That's really cool, but it's got to yeah. work perfectly. You know, so even if, like, even if you could yeah. do it where maybe you can't just push down it cause you need a, a quick movement. Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe it is that middle bar running through and then like a round surface at the end of it, they can hit. Like if you, if you bring a hammer or something with you uh, right, and you yeah. just go bang and it, everything, it like flies off and you've they got these. Pop yeah. I like it. I like, <laughs> it's funny cause, cause you know, talk this being spawned from the Dave friends like bottle openers made out of tentacles you know like i just imagine it being all made out of metal and being like an octopus 
Like the right. entire thing is an octopus and you're like, you're holding the top of its head or something. And it's arms are all wrapped around the bottles and wrapped around this like steel cage. that's holding everything. And then they all, you, you like push one of the tentacles down and it pops everything. Or something like, yeah, I don't know. It sounds awesome. All cool. right. There are some cool, there are some cool like beer related videos out there, you know, different cool holders and stuff. And people have done some cool stuff. So yeah, yeah maybe, that'd be fun. Something we it, even, even if you didn't um, forge the, Ball openers, even though that'd be right. more, that'd probably be more fun, better for the right. video. But, but even if it was like, yeah, just to like, you know, just engineering it all with. You know, well, I think I think I think the cool thing about that is, you could forge these bottle openers with, because you're going to need a little wiggle room anyway. Right. So whatever attaches to that center bar needs kind of, like if you made a normal bottle opener and then wrapped it around towards the end to wrap around a bar. Right. That that wiggle room is perfect, just enough for you to adjust it. You know, click yeah. it on to whatever you're doing. Right. I guess. Yeah. I guess if they if you had like two bars running down both sides, and then you had the bottle openers. Say it's like a little like seahorse, right? So at the yeah. head, it you kind of at the end of the tail wraps around the bars. So then you have six little seahorse bottle opener things that you can flip forward, <laughs> and you kind of get them in position. And then you like lift up on the ends, right? And it pops. It just like does the normal action, yeah, of, of like popping the bottle opener. You know, it doesn't have to be super aggressive, but it can be like a. It does them all at the same time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I wasn't even <laughs> thinking of making it like decorative, but yeah. that actually is kind of cool because you bring it out and people don't know what it is. Right. Like, what's this weird like metal looking seahorse octopus creature? <laughs> and then you like attach it to all the bottles and hit it. Uh, yeah. All right. We're on the <laughs> I like it. We're on, yeah, we're on to something. <laughs> Sweet. All right. If that happens anywhere on YouTube or on the internet, you know you heard it here first. That's, that's, ours. <laughs> that's ours. And we'll still make one because like, oh, they figured out how to do it. Let's, yeah, let's right. do, exactly. let's oh, do a thanks. video of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, how funny would that be? Yeah, you like come up with a completely new idea. Actually, on uh, Making It podcast, they were talking about that, I think, even last week, a couple weeks ago. You know, coming up with an idea that's like super cool. Someone would be like, I got this great idea. You know, I want to make this thing. And then you like Google it, and there's like a dozen of the same exact thing that already exists. <laughs> You're like, not too late. You know, it's your right. idea, but you know, didn't I, it's already happened. So, <laughs> now nah, you're done. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, that's it, folks. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough week, and I didn't do a ton of stuff, but it was, uh, it was nice. We, I am back to teaching hybrid this week, which is kind of weird too. So, trying to mm. figure that out. That was, that was kind of on my mind. And, I have my my midterm for my class I'm on. We're going camping this weekend, so I've had a bunch of. I feel like I've done a ton of stuff, just not like made anything, and it feels yeah. weird to have not made anything. But uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. So you know, again, guys, you can always like go follow us on Instagram because a lot of stuff we talk about here you can see pictures of. You know, I try to post that as well as the recommendations and links and stuff. We'll post that on on Instagram as well as in the show notes below. Um, if you want a, a way to support the channel, um, you know, like we talked about last week too, if there's anybody out there who wants to help us out uh, in any way, you can always send us a message. You can DM us. Um, and also if you want to just, if you want a way to support us um, financially, you can go and check us out on Patreon and support us there. And we I, really, really appreciate all those uh, patrons. Yeah. And with that, I, I do think we should need to start like a discord or something. Right. No, I, li- I like a, that a idea lot. Too. A lot more people are doing it now, and I'm just like, oh, we should have been doing that. And yeah. be- a Discord. If you don't know, Discord. It started out as a um, 
a kind of a meeting place for like gamers on PC where you could like join a group, invite anyone you wanted and have like a, a screen where you could write all your own stuff and post like anything videos. Right. You could also have a open audio line to each other okay. where everyone can talk at once and you can have a discord where everyone can chat as many people as you want. Right. So it's just, it's, it's just a meeting ground where you can do anything. You can share pictures, videos, and you can chat either text or talk. More people are using it for other things now. And I think it's, uh, we should do it. Why not? And, you know, yeah. I, I think we'll let, I guess we'll let everyone enter who, who wants to and join in the conversations and maybe Patreon people, they can have their own, um, there's like levels and stuff of people right. who can post special things and their stuff will pop up and right. Yeah. But e- like either way or something. Yeah. 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 But it, I think that, that'd be nice just to, cause we just, I, I, I feel like we don't chat to enough people. Yeah. We need <clears> to interact more than just comments on YouTube or a few emails and DMS here and there. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that'd be good. And especially, yeah, like you said, for the patrons on Patreon, um, you know, we've always said that we try to be really honest in the beginning when we started Patreon. We like we don't have enough time to do a ton of extra stuff for Patreon, which is why we didn't start it right away. Um, but yeah. Yeah. we we wanted people to know that by supporting us through Patreon, you're supporting the channel, right? You're supporting more stuff. We see you. We know you're there. We really appreciate and it. It helps the, us to do more stuff. And yeah, and the know. the only credits we have in our videos are of patrons. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it. And it's not everybody, whatever we do, the level ten or twenty dollars. But right. I mean, that's the only credits we have. That's what makes a lot of it possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so those of you know, we've had some patrons have been there for a long time and some come and go, and that's fine. And that's, you know, we, we really appreciate everything. Even if you're you know, you just support us a little bit here and there, that's awesome. And yeah. you know, if you just watch the videos and you comment and you're there every time, like we have lots of people who always comment, you know, they're super appreciated well. So Yeah, and as well. Yeah, I've I've um, given, even if you you stop in and and do a thing for a month or two dollar, yeah. I know when I like when it's like, hey, text in this number and donate two dollars to whatever. When right. I do it, I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I right. gave you these two dollars now. You know, <laughs> so I know what it's like when you actually finally decide to even like look into it. Yeah, and I think is what we when we wrote on there, like, hey, thanks for even like looking into it. Right, exactly. Because yeah. like, it's rare. Like uh, a few times a year, I'll look into like maybe giving money to this or that. And once you've right. made that step, that's big. That's that's cool too. But yeah, right. Well, we we do appreciate it, and um, it means a lot. And we just we just spend it on more gear. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> it all just goes back to the channel. You know, it's like right. the the money we get from AdSense and stuff. You know, that goes into our bank accounts, and we use it for whatever normal adult life stuff. But the patrons, you know, that the Patreon and, you know, when people buy stuff from Teespring, those that stuff is all just goes back into the channel. You know, we usually will will pull it as a lump sum and decide to spend it on something like our new camera, you know, so. Right. So, yeah. So we just like thank everybody. And if, you know, if if you want to support us that way, you can always check us out there. Um, And then obviously the biggest support is just go over to YouTube and follow us there, support us there, you know, subscribe and like and comment and watch the videos and and go along on this journey with us. Because a lot of these videos are made for the people who have been along the way. You know, they already have seen some videos and they know what it's like and 
you know, they know Sadie and they know the shop elf and, you know, those people, we love that community. And then we love all the new people who come in too. So if you're listening for the first time or you're checking out our videos for the first time, or you're following me on Instagram for the first time, welcome, welcome to all the new followers. Cause we see you coming in all the time and we appreciate it. And that's it guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's been fun. Episode 40. It's crazy that we were 40 episodes in Woo. and we're going to keep on going. Thank you yeah. guys all so much for, uh, for listening and for watching and supporting us. And we will talk to you next time.